Warning, this con report contains adult language, mature situations, sunrise executives, insanely good cosplayers, walking dead booths, superhero costumes, intriguing new applications, and promotional premiere parties. Listener discretion is advised. Report, New York Comic Con 2013, Part 1. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another Con Report brought to you by www.spirekin.com, some podcasts inventing reviews about kinetically enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, buongiorno, and what's up? And, well, actually, it's currently 3 in the morning on Friday the 11th, and I am pretty psyched, and, well, honestly, I'm in a pretty good mood, despite, well, all the things I drank, and just all the craziness that happened today. Because, well, it is that one, that only, it's New York York Comic Con! Yes, this is going to be a very interesting and fun year, especially because it's, well, my first year, I'm actually going to be at a hotel, instead of staying just at my brother's house, Zorro's house, even though I'm at there today. Well, we're going to be meeting Baz and Mystery Girl and Ray's today, later today, in a couple hours, but Either way, battling them sound like a complete utter lunatic, so before I forget, remember you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us, spirekin at gmail.com. I'm at zanspirekin.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and several other social media sites. And, well, like I said, it's New York Comic Con. It's been a trip. It's been crazy. It's been so cool and so awesome, but it's been so weird. And just overall, it's been an interesting experience this first day. And I can't wait to see how the rest of this goes because, well, a lot of stuff happened today and it's just day one, the premiere day, the preview day. And this is the first New York Comic Con which has a lot of changes coming to it. First off, they completely sold out. They sold out all their tickets before the con even started. And another thing is they ended up mailing every single one of the tickets so that no one could sell it on the street, theoretically, and everything would be all good. Now, I'm assuming if someone bought the ticket, they could sell it on eBay, but they're trying to get rid of scalpers, and they include this thing called an RFID chip. Now, for those of you who don't know, RFID chips are chips you have to scan. So pretty much, you take your press pass or your regular day pass, your badge, you walk up to one of the volunteers who has one of the scanners, they scan it, if you're good, it goes green, if not, it stays red. And this is supposed to make the lines a lot easier, and to be honest with you, getting in, it was pretty easy. Just walked up, boom, you're good, you walk in, life is beautiful, and I will say this. This year, I think it's going to be really, really good. I mean, first off, when I got to the Jacob Javits Center, I had three hours to go before the premiere day even started. And I walk up into this area, which is just for actual guests and press. Now, press 
is in a little section. Now, this was in the top area of the Jacob Javits Center, the area where we had the Artist Alley when New York Anime Fest was still there. So it's a really big and just overlooking everything section. And there's lots of tables. There's a little section which is sectioned off. But for the most part, there's all these tables, all these outlets. So there's lots of stuff. And this is for all the guests and entertainers and the crew and for press. So that's pretty fucking badass. I mean, the press section is this little box, which is probably, I don't know, 10 feet by 20 feet. But still, you had a computer there, you had a printer there, you had all this other outlets going on, water-free things were being given out. It was a nice difference to how it used to be, where it was just, here's a little room, you have one outlet strip. There are like 20 outlet strips. They had outdone themselves, and to top it off, I brought my own outlet strip, so I knew not to fuck around, so we could just plug it in, we're all set and good. You had all the different areas for the bag check. You had everyone lining up, and it looked really cool. And the best thing is, I came in cosplay today. I know, weird. Zan's in cosplay. I came dressed up as a splicer. Kind of. I was wearing, you know, a bloodied shirt, suspenders. I had the white mask on. Unfortunately, it wasn't the bunny mask, because I couldn't get a hold of it, so it was a half mask, like the Phantom of the Opera wears. So a lot of people didn't know what I was. They just thought I was a homicidal maniac. But still, it worked. It gets better later on, let me just explain. But I got pictures of some of the other cosplayers. One girl came through, dressed up as Tiger from Tiger and Bunny. She was actually a professional cosplayer and someone I've met at other cons. Um, for right now, I can't remember her name. She's probably listening saying, my name, it's my name. I think it's Tiffany. I'm, I'm probably wrong. But either way, it was cool to meet you hang out with you. And I can't wait to see you the next couple days. And again, I apologize for not remembering your name right now. But I'm kind of tired. Like I, I've been up for a while and i got to meet everybody in a little bit. But I digress. So... I meet this girl dressed as Tiger Bunny, or Tiger from Tiger Bunny in regular civilian clothes, and to top it off, cooler than that, he had all his stuff, even before he entered the showroom floor. I mean, he had one section, which is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles section, all the toys, all the stuff for the new series and the old series, which was pretty badass. I mean, I'm a Turtles fan, so it was pretty cool, and also I know my nephew Nicky is, so hey, maybe I could buy something from there later. But the other thing, which was really, really cool, is that I saw Stephanie Brown, Batgirl cosplayer, who gave me a free battle rank. It's kind of cool. Had a couple other weird cosplayers, including a Poison Ivy and a Harley. You had one girl dressed up as Rouge the Bat from Sonic the Hedgehog, and she was really cool because she had the eyeglasses. And the lines were going pretty quick, I have to say. And the coup de gras, or actually something which is kind of sad, is DC. Now, as I walked in, I saw a bunch of things which like Superman costumes. Turns out that DC decided not to do a booth this year. Instead, they brought for Superman's 75th anniversary all the costumes from diff- the different series. Now, the ones that they had, you had the classic Christopher Reeve Superman costume. You had the dark Superman when he was evil Superman in Superman 3. You had the Brendan Roth Superman Returns Superman costume, which was pretty cool. You had the black armor from the dream sequence from the new Superman, the Man of Steel, which is pretty cool. You had the Man of Steel costume, which is pretty badass. You had Clark Kent from Man of Steel, which I was kind of surprised that They could have done, like, the George Reeves Superman, but I guess they wanted to do Hobo Clark Kent. I didn't get it. Whatever. But next to that, you had the Blur's costume. Not the shitty red one. You had the original Blur costume, which was the trench coat, the black shirt, the black pants, which is pretty cool. And then lastly... One of my personal favorites, 
you had Dean Cain's Lois and Clark costume. And as you saw them all together, you saw the pluses and minuses of all of them. Like, maybe take this uniform, move it over. And then take this costume and you move it over. You know, take the cape from this one and the logo from this one and the boots from this one and the belt from this one and to make the perfect belt and the perfect costume. So it's pretty cool. So I'm telling you, this is a great presentation so far, despite the fact that they got nothing else going on. Even though there's two kiosks with games, um, one of them's Injustice and the other one is the new Batman Arkham Origins. Unfortunately, I didn't get to play because the line was kind of big by the time I got there. But either way, it's pretty cool pretty badass and this is a great way to start so wait online to get into the convention and like i said it's the jacob Javis center i know my way around i didn't know the rules on how to do this people some people like my costume some people did and off i go going to see the what's called the block with all the indie stuff and as i'm walking around i see some of the new figures coming out and there are some amazing ones that are just drool worthy and i do mean drool worthy i mean when you see a cobra next to a guts from berserk Next to all the Attack on Titan figures. You know it's going to be a good con. I was already psyched to begin with. Oh, speaking of which, tons of Attack on Titan this year. Just like Otakon, they're all over the place. I'm talking the Titans themselves and the people with the 3D gears. I have to admit, it's going to be a lot of fun. There are some other crazy people in costume. And then, you know, you have a Zatanna walking around. You had some other people, including an Alice. And there was a booth with Ewoks. No, they were stuffed. I didn't get to take a picture because no one was there to take a picture with me until later on. Because uh, Zoro and Mrs. Zoro showed up to hang out for a bit. So they took some pictures of me. But like I said, I didn't get a picture next to the Ewoks. There's an Ewok stand with a bunch of stuff and Star Wars clothes, which I thought was pretty cool. Then there was a booth for Walking Dead. And I saw that there was a guy in a makeup chair. I'm like, what the hell is this about? And they said, okay, well, if you sign up now, you get to get made up like a zombie from Walking Dead. And there was only four people signed on this sheet. So, being the intrepid and ingenious person I am, I signed up immediately. So I said, here's the deal. Show up 15 minutes before your call time, and you'll get made up to look like a zombie. My time was 6.30. So I said, awesome, cool. And I went and Ran around the place like a lunatic. And there was so much to see this year. And with the show floor layout this year, it was pretty easy to navigate from each section. I mean, you had the block in the one area. Then you had all the major promoters and major exhibitors from Viz, Bandai, Nintendo, Image, and all the major publishers in one section. Then you had all the independent sellers, and then you had a section with all the people who were selling insurances and the cases for the comics and the props and well it was pretty easy to navigate this first day to get from point a to point b now surprisingly in the indie section there was one little hiccup though i did bump into neil gibson creator of twisted dark and he remembered exactly who i was and was not happy with our not review of his work but that was a mistake on our part we did apologize we've released a review since then but still he was a little upset, and I understand, and I respect your reasoning. But walked around, saw the Bandai booth, saw the Manga Polo booth, which is a new app to read manga online. Of course, stopped by to take pictures of cosplayers like Zatanna and Felix the Cat and, uh, and some Power Rangers and some girls with blue hair and Sonic the Hedgehog and a lot of other crazy people and a very sexy Pikachu. 
But that's not the most shocking thing I saw. As I was walking around seeing the Nintendo booths with all the different Pokemon stuff coming out. You had, like I said, Bandai with the Power Rangers stuff because the Power Rangers anniversary is coming out. Here was the highlights. The two big highlights. Now, first off, when I went to Otakon, I heard about a little app called Daisuke. I didn't know much about it. I knew it was a new app coming out. Something crazy. And I still don't know a lot about it. The panel is going to be on Sunday in a couple days. But here's the thing. I see this and they're saying, oh, it's a new app to watch anime for free. And it's run by some of the heads of different studios. Of four anime studios combined to make this this free app Daisuke. So I was like, okay, cool. And they said, we're going to actually have a speech at 3 o'clock. And I was like, uh, you know it's like 3.02, right? He's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, uh, hold on, just go over there. We'll have someone out in a second. So they're getting ready, people are lining up, and you have this the shock jock, the guy who's coming to this stage to talk about it. And as he's about getting ready, I see a bunch of Asian gentlemen that are guests. And I'm like, okay, so it's the Asian guys. And then I realize that, lo and behold, in front of me, all together, are... The CEO and president of Anaplex, Toei, TMS, NAS, and Sunrise itself. All standing next to each other. And in the back of my head, I'm like, oh my god, it's the apocalypse. These competitors are all chilling out within three feet of each other and not killing each other. But no, they have brought us Daisuke, and it was pretty cool. A lot of the information is very different. And to top it off, they're selling Ein. And Lupin the Third figures. So I totally have to go back and buy some of them because they look awesome. And hey, like I said, this looks like it's going to be a very interesting app. I can't wait to see the panel and maybe I can get an interview with some of the press reps. We'll find out. It looks like it's going to be really cool. I'm just, I have to admit, I'm psyched. It's, they had a great presentation. They showed some of the series that they're going to get including Maji, the Kingdom of Magic, and Kill La Kill, and of course Bebop, and Lupin, so I'm psyched. We're going to see where it goes, but like I said, we're going to see. Now, the other big thing. I see the Viz booth, and what do I see? A gigantic poster. Now, honestly, if I had it in me, I would have went, grabbed the poster, maybe kidnapped the two showgirls, because they were awesome, and then I would have poofed, because... A giant poster with Ranma Chan saying Ranma One Half returns. Lots of information about the new Omnibus editions and the two showgirls. One dress up as Ranma Chan, one dress up as Ranma Kun. I was geeking out completely. I was like, "What's it coming out? What's it coming out? What's it coming out?" Can I get some information? Can I get a picture with you, please, 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 please? please? I was so psyched because Ranma is my gateway manga. Those of you who've listened to the podcast know this, and I have been so psyched. I mean, it's pretty cool. Also, they're part of the stop for this um, passport deal that's going on. If you go to four locations, Daisuke, Funimation, Viz, and Vertical, you get a stamp, you can get some free thingamajig. I've got two stamps right now. We'll see how the rest of it goes. I saw some of the very famous people who were walking around, including Sergeant Slaughter. Yes, Sergeant Slaughter from G.I. Joe and from Wrestling. He was there, and it was just like, oh my god, and he's wearing the Sergeant Slaughter uniform, and holy shit, he looks pretty fucking good. Also, I bumped into a girl dressed up as Emma Frost, and at first I was like, oh, it's Emma Frost, she's done a really, really good job. They looked really close at her, because there were a bunch of people taking pictures of her, and I was like, wait a minute, that's Yaya Han! Whoa, that's kind of cool, she looks really good. And I was shocked, she looked really good as Emma Frost, and just, I was like, hey, I gotta take a picture, so I got a picture of her. 
And I walked around some more, checked out some of the other boots and a lot of the merch, and there's so many good things. And also because of the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, there's so much Who stuff. And I'm burning a hole in my wallet. But I can't spend anything until probably tomorrow. So I have to. I had to be good. I didn't spend a lot of money. I walked around. I bought some food eventually, but for the most part, I was very, very good. Saw some De Niroses, saw some Harleys, some Jokers, and a lot of people dressed up like normal human beings. And then came the time we'd been waiting for. The time for my makeup. So for 30 minutes, I sat in a chair while they made me up to look like a zombie. And surprisingly, as they were making me up to look like a zombie, people were taking pictures of me. And little kids were looking at me and screaming in terror. So I was pleased. And when I was done, I walked around like a zombie. Throughout the con, to meet Zorro, and people were literally moving out of the way, wanting to take pictures, wanting to hug me, wanting to, to do stuff, and people were getting really close, and surprisingly, I was having a lot of fun with this. I mean, when two hot girls who are dressed in really, really skimpy clothes say, can we take a picture with you? And they press up really close. That's pretty cool. I have to admit, it. I, I sound bad, but it was fun. Have all these people wanting to take pictures of me, and surprisingly, one girl who was an ex- exhibitor, she was dressed up like a zombie, also. And the thing is, I'm wearing, like I said, a dress shirt that's all bloody, that's ripped, dress pants, dress shoes, suspenders, and she's wearing a maid outfit. So we match. So it was kind of cool. We were kind of. She looked like a burnt zombie. I was a freshly killed zombie who just had food. So it was kind of fun. We kind of took a picture of each other, and I can't wait to see. What else happens? I mean, the sucky thing was the latex and the cork I had to take off at the end of the night after everything, but I had a lot of fun with it. It was pretty cool. Me and Zorro and Mrs. Zorro, my sister-in-law, were walking around, and we had a blast. It was really cool to check out some of the stuff. There were some very cool costumes, some very cool items, and, well, I didn't stop by Ed's yet. I'm going to go tomorrow to buy some stuff because, well, honestly... I need to buy GTO. I gotta finish that series off, and I gotta buy some other stuff. So, you know, stop by Ed's office, and then after that comes the last part of the evening. Because, well, I went back up to the press room to write some reports of, and just kind of relax. And first off, a, a nice Asian lady says, "Oh my God, that's so disgusting. Who did that?" And I was like, "Well, they did it downstairs." I didn't do it myself. I mean, I was trying to do the shirt myself, and I kind of went to an explanation about what I was doing with the cosplay, and she was smiling and nodding. It was really cool. And in the back of my head, my head saying, Hey, idiot! Zan! Look! 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 And I'm like, oh, well, everything's fine. It's going to be... And then as she leaves, I realize I just spent ten minutes talking with Yaya Han about cosplaying. So, I was like, holy shit. She was out of costume. She was complimenting me on the design, which I didn't do, so... It was pretty cool. And then after that comes the kind of rough part because I had to walk 12 blocks from the Javits Center to 42nd Street in order to go to a premiere party for a new app coming out, a new app game called Hello Hero. Now imagine this. I'm alone. It's the middle of the night. I look like I've been hit by a car shambling to a party at Hudson Terrace. I got a lot of weird looks by a lot of crazy people and a lot of people who look like Guidos. So I almost got mugged or beaten. I think the only reason why they left me alone is that I'm six foot three and I was carrying a bludgeon. It was fake. It was made of PVC. But still, point is, 
it was kind of weird. People were giving me weird looks, but still, it was fun. It was really fun. I went to the party, and literally everyone's in costume. We're walking around. They're all over 21. We're all walking around, and everyone wants to take a picture with me. Like, they had a picture booth set up. I mean, the game itself is a card-fighting game for the App Store, for Android, and for iPad. Personally, the game I found kind of frustrating, but I have a free demo of it. I'm going to try it out, see how it is. Hopefully, it's really good. We're going to find out. But still, it's it's an interesting game. The party was a lot of fun. It was open bar, free food. The food was terrible because it was hors d'oeuvres and shit, but open bar. And I hate to say it was pretty fun. I mean... Some people were kind of getting a little grabby with some stuff, and hopefully nothing is... Well, anyway, but still, it was a lot of fun. So, overall, this is going to be a fun convention. I can't wait to get Baz, Mystery Girl, and Raze's opinion on this con. It should be a lot of fun, especially once we get to the hotel room and we're close by. I can't wait to see what it is, and also to see some of the people, because I didn't see anybody I knew there. I mean, we were all texting around, like, saying, hey, I'm here, I'm here, but... None of us met and hooked up, so we got time to meet everybody, so I can't wait. So, I guess that's it for day one of New York Comic Con, uh, October 10th. We'll see how the rest of this con goes. I can't wait to see. Uh, so, as usual, I'm your host, Zan. You can check out any of your earlier episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email us, sparkin.gmail.com, or me at zansparkin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and all those other lovely social media sites, and... That's it, so I'm going to catch you next time. Like the legend of the phoenix, all ends with beginnings. What keeps the planet spinning? Ah, the force from the beginning. We're up all night to get lucky. 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 We
Thanks again. 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 Thanks